are tuned in to Strengthen the Soul podcast, a safe place for learning and growing. I am here to help you navigate through life's greatest challenges. I am Katie, your host, a licensed social worker, therapist, intuitive empath, a healer who's healed herself, and I'm here to help you strengthen your soul. We are all beautiful souls in this life. We are healing, we are living, and we are loving. My mission is to bring awareness to all things mental health, provide motivation and information, and discuss mental wellness and spirituality. Thank you for listening. Hello, Fiona. How are you? I am doing so well. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to Strengthen the Soul podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. I'm so happy to have you here, especially because we are very newly connected. Yeah, it was really great to to meet you over that um, free Reiki session that we had. I really loved getting to know you and, and going through that meditation with you. Yeah, you know, I think that as I grow in business and as I grow in who I am as a woman, it's just really important for me to connect to other people and how easy it is to build community with the right people. And I just love how free flowing building community is when you actually are working on your alignment and then those people are so easily drawn to you. So that's like super special and that's what strength in the soul is all about is really building community building connection really learning and growing from and with other people who are very similar to me and also very different you know and I'm just loving to get to know loving getting to know you and I just can't wait to hear more about who you are and what you do yeah I mean I will definitely jump into that but I just want to say one thing from what you mentioned that has been a really new part of the way that I am approaching my business, Mm. which is from more of like a service mindset. Yes. Yeah. And that has opened up my business and just me as a person to so many more different spiritual communities than I expected. Mm -hmm. Just from going like a little bit away from that like hardcore marketing, really masculine approach to accessing that part of me that genuinely just wants to help people. And I know like, it's a fine line, right? Because you don't want to like overexert yourself. You want to make sure you're filling your cup and all of that. Um, But I think at the core, having like a service heart Mm -hmm. has been such an important part of me finding my soul family online and in different communities. So I loved what you were saying about building community because that's been such a big theme for me lately. Yeah. And a few weeks ago, I really felt compelled to really invest into myself and my business. And when that feeling came over me and that energy started to build within me and around me, I really started to see all of these other people online that I was really drawn to. Um, And they were more like business coaches and they were all different they all had different missions different um themes to their business different experiences and I really tapped into all of them and the one thing that I was really so fixated on was how can I grow how can I grow and I was almost meeting myself with a lot of resistance where it was like it's not just about 
the end destination or how much money that you're going to make. And for me, once I realized that I was coming from a place of like a lack of security and not service, I that's when everything changed for me and I started to grow in a different way that I will always be supported by God and the universe and source if I lead with service. And it's actually funny because in my planner here, I remember that the day that I got the message and I wrote it in my planner, I'm going to find it. Um, and where I wrote down that message where God said, you know, I will support you and I will take care of you. Just keep helping people. I'll find the exact quote in RL. But um, it really was so special because I was like, you're right. Like I'm focusing so much on like supporting myself financially and growing. And I'm not focused so much about who I am as a person and what my business is genuinely about. You know, mm-hmm. my, my business is actually about healing people. And the more that I'm in that mindset of, okay, Katie, how can you invest into yourself to become a more healed version of you so that you can align that way out in your community where people are drawn to you because they want to heal because they see all the healing work that you've done and how can you be of further service to people in the world and I opened myself up to limitless possibilities that way saying like I know that I'm an amazing healer because I'm taking healing seriously within myself and I know God will support me financially because I know that I'm meant to help so many people. So yeah, that's so powerful. Yeah. And I wasn't mm-hmm. always in that mindset of service, although I always have been, you know, cause like obviously since um, I started my education, I've been in that place. Like I went to school for social work. I grew in that field of experience. I've worked for nonprofit agencies. I, you know, got my master's in social work, became a licensed therapist. I invested in my community in working low paying jobs that was going to really immerse myself in communities that needed the help the most. And, you know, I worked my way, way up to where I am now. And then I, you know, got certified in Holy Fire Reiki and everything that I've been doing and everything that I, all the workshops that I host, all the meditations and programs and things that I do and host services and helping other people is at the core of what I do. So I've always had that mentality. However, you know, I've always had that place in my soul that was like, lacking safety so of course you know and one of the trainings that I was in they literally were talking about how you're on your phone calculating like okay if I get this many clients you know I'm gonna make this much and honestly I feel like maybe it was even you that said that or something but like um because weaning with you was also a beautiful investment into myself too even though it was that energetic exchange where you know you interviewed me and we did Reiki um I felt like I learned a lot from that session as well but it was like that that uh, that need to control and know, okay, I'm going to make this much money. I'm going to feel safe in that moment. And now, of course, like there's a little bit of that because you need to support yourself. But the grander scheme of where I am right now in my alignment within myself and my business is trust. I'm trusting that like what I'm doing is big. What I'm doing is powerful. And what I'm doing is going to make a difference. And I know that I am fully supported in that. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. I'm muting myself on and off because I have two cats that just woke up and they're play fighting. So I didn't want <laughs> I that to end like, up on your podcast. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. My cat mm-hmm. is the same way. So he like when he wants attention, he's like, mommy. <laughs> I know they just they love to choose like the time when I'm busy, but I they're so sweet. Um, But yeah, no, I, I, I think it's really interesting that one of the first topics that we end up getting into is the topic of money, because that's such an energetic match for like, for me, I think, as, in terms of like what I'm here to do. And which is why I think people listening to me on this podcast who know me, who follow me, who I've worked with before, if they haven't worked with me really deeply, they might be surprised for me to lead with saying like service first, Mm -hmm. because I'm the first person to tell somebody that they're not charging enough. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that, that it's really easy to think that those two concepts are very different or they're very polar opposite or they're not compatible, but I actually think it's the opposite. I think you have to have both. Mm -hmm. And in my own personal journey with money and service and healing myself and other people forming my own business, um, I, I think I needed to go through a couple of different iterations of that myself to finally find myself, A, knowing my worth, knowing what I'm contributing, Mm -hmm. B, not being afraid of money, both having it and not having it, right? Because both can be scary. And then also, C, I feel like not being afraid to ask somebody to pay me for something that I feel like everybody should be able to access, right? Yes. It's such a catch-22, I think, based off of our programming, but really when you take the programming away, in a lot of ways, being of service, being service-minded does mean that you need to be in a state of overflow. Mm -hmm. It does mean that you need to be in a state of abundance. It does mean that you need to be receptive, Mm -hmm. be open to receiving, have that energetic exchange. It doesn't have to be money every time. Like, like you said, our energetic exchange was not money, but we still had one, right? I'm not going on my lives and saying, Hey, everybody, I'm giving out a hundred free Reiki sessions just so that I can boost my numbers. I'm, I'm, selectively choosing people who are part of my circle mm-hmm. and and reaching out to people who are my soul tribe and my soul family and my soul clients, um, people who could help me, me as their client in the future. I'm trying to connect to people who are going to form like a soul loving bond with me and exchange my service for their service, um, whatever that looks like. But, but I do think we get so in bogged down by the idea that if we're gonna be a light worker, if we're gonna be a healer, if we're gonna provide a service to the world that's desperately needed, that everybody deserves, that that means that we have to do that for free or that it means that we have to do that for less than the energetic exchange that we need to thrive. Mm -hmm. And that I just don't believe. (laughs) I don't believe that. And I think that that's something that ends up making it harder for light workers to find the people that they're supposed to be healing. Um, and it also makes it harder to be a light worker. People will like leave that position when they could stay and get the abundance that they need. Exactly. I think I've definitely struggled with that in some aspects as well as I'm growing my business as a light worker because I want to allow people to have access to me even if they feel like they can't afford the 
few thousand dollar program that I'm offering that is absolutely worth that much money. You know, um, I'm also in the mental health field and I truly have seen the lack of access to really powerful resources. And I've also seen the opposite where there are a lot of people on the front lines providing these services for people who can't access it. I think it's just about awareness, you know, spreading the awareness of the available resources out there. Um, And so what I've shifted in my business is that obviously, number one, my self-worth, that that was the first thing that I shifted when it came to abundance in my business and attracting the people who are ready for healing, because I feel like you can, you can be willing to pay $3,000, $2,000, $5,000, Two hundred dollars, whatever it may be, you may you may be ready and have all that access to pay for that. However, if you're not ready for that healing, I also feel that that's not in alignment. And I'd rather work with people who are ready for their healing and ready to say I'm worth this investment rather than just paying for something just to do it. Um, so I'm you know working on shifting myself and my alignment and my relationship with my self-worth and the relationship I have with money to bring in and attract the people who are ready and willing to do the work um, and also have that mentality of I'm willing to invest and and pay this much Um, and I have worked in being ready to receive it. I also have realized that I can absolutely have a balance within my business. Like I don't have to be the business that constantly gives things away for free. And also I don't have to be the business that only is catered to people who have an abundance of money, money, you know, I can have a super healthy balance and that's what I feel good about. You know, I can do $20 meditations in the park that I give you a thousand percent of myself where we do um, some journaling, some meditation and public speaking around certain topics. And then I could do free meditations around the full moon or donation based, you know, and in that one hour container, you get something powerful and beautiful. And also I can create an eight week program that has intense healing in it of some of the same things that I talk about either on my Instagram or in that free meditation or whatever, I can do that and then charge over a thousand dollars of what it's absolutely worth. You know, so I have been really, really happy with that balance that I'm creating in my business for sure. Yeah. I love that so much. I, you're echoing, um, a speaker series that I was listening to last night and I'm just pulling it up because I want to make sure that I give this woman credit because she was phenomenal. Um, but she, it's what she How said while I'm still looking. That, by the way, so I synchronous. love when that shit happens. It's like <laughs> I know. I was listening to this last night, and I was literally thinking about you because we were going to have this podcast today, and I was just well. like, "This is so funny." Um, but she she was talking about the divine feminine and divine masculine, mm-hmm. and the question that was posed to her was like, "How do you feel about balancing the two things?" And she said, "I don't believe in balancing." masculine and feminine, I believe in harmonizing them together, which I thought was a really interesting take. And she expressed that in saying that the divine feminine is here to allow us to be receptive. 
Like that's the energy of the divine feminine. However, in a society that doesn't necessarily um, create space for divine femininity, we sometimes assume that the divine feminine is all about give, 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 but it's really not. And that's actually a masculine, a divine masculine trait. And so she says the way that she harmonizes these two is that she creates in her business, in her life, in her system, um, enough openness and room and acceptance of receiving so that she can hit overflow and from overflow she can give. And that's the cycle that she has. Yeah, I love it too. And that's literally like exactly how all of my downloads about money have gone. It's like, Mm -hmm. if you wanna give your services away, that's great, but you gotta make sure that you're in surplus so that you're not limiting your ability to help everybody who's for you in the future by burning out, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly, I love that. That's definitely something that I've learned a lot in my life, even as a woman and a person, because I, had difficulty setting boundaries because of who I am, I think, as a person (laughs) naturally, and also the intense trauma that I went through as a child and just that constant um, state of fight or flight mode that I was in. My nervous system was constantly um, being triggered and elevated. And in that state, I became a people pleaser. I became... Mm -hmm wanting to just really feel safe. And I felt like I needed to earn people's acceptance, love, approval, relationship. And I would constantly give, 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 give. And then with that mentality and pattern, I became somebody who really lacked boundaries. And I I, I still struggle with it at, at times, but I've done a lot of healing work around it. Um, but even as myself, I've noticed that and who I feel like my business is a separate entity, who I am is a separate entity. And then obviously they coexist together. So as I'm doing healing work around myself, I'm doing healing work around my business. So it's really beautiful to see how my business has completely transformed as I've done a lot of healing work. Yeah. And I think that that is something that we are so lucky in what we do to know how important that is. Mm -hmm. And I look at other, you know, more masculine, more corporate positions, and that's not something that they consider, um, or at least most of the ones that I've been involved in have not. Um, But I, I truly believe that like most of us do recognize how important it is to be healing ourselves in order to heal our business and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And that they're intertwined, they're interconnected, they're very much a part of each other. Um, And that has been also a huge part of the work that I do is making sure that not only are your business goals in alignment with what you came here to do with your soul path, but also that anything that is unhealed that's blocking you from achieving that, whether it's programming, trauma, past life karma, you know, ancestral trauma, anything, whatever it is, it, that that's taken care of and that both you and your business can receive the healing that it needs so that everything is easy because it truly does get to be easy yeah. no matter what we are told about hustle and mm-hmm. hard work and elbow grease and all of that. It truly does get to be easy and it being easy is such a sign of alignment and not a sign that you need to work harder or that you're not on path. Exactly. And 
I just wrapped up my embodiment chakra series that I did where I interviewed people around healing the main chakras. And I called it the embodiment chakra series because I really intuitively chose each person to interview for each chakra because I felt like they embodied the healing work in that particular chakra. And what I've really seen prior to even doing that series, but as I was interviewing them, I really saw this beautiful pattern of how powerful healing was in bringing success and abundance into your life. And I know that might sound so obvious, you know, when you listen to it here or even me saying it out loud, but I think until you truly heal and are really seeing before your eyes in your life, the direct manifestations of the healing work that you're doing, you can't fully grasp it. And it's like in my life, because I've done such intense healing work, especially in the last year, I've seen the direct manifestations of that transform in my life. And it's incredibly beautiful. Yeah. I think that that's so huge. Like, so so huge. And I know you said maybe that it's obvious to some people. I actually think that it's really not as intuitive as, as we think it is once we realize it. Yeah. That, I mean, one of the first things that I learned when I was attuned to Reiki was how Reiki can help boost manifestations. And I was just like, well, how's, how is that possible? It's a healing energy. Like I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but really when I like looked, I dived deeper into it and I really looked up like what the people who were using it that way were saying, why they believed that it was that way. And I tried it myself. It's undeniably so much easier, faster, more efficient, more reliable to manifest something that you are manifesting through Reiki or using Reiki to amplify. And it, it does totally make sense when you think about it. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, the reason why your manifestation isn't happening is because of a limiting belief you have. Mm -hmm. Those limiting beliefs are usually related to programming, which can oftentimes be a form of trauma. Mm -hmm. um, but like best case scenario, not trauma, it's just an imprint on you that's unhealed, that, that could be thriving at a higher vibration than it is right now. And I thought that that was so fascinating and I use Reiki for literally everything now because it's so wild to really take inventory of everything that's going on in your life, your goals, your manifestations, your situations, your partnerships, yourself, your self-concept, your self-love, your business, your money flow, like all of it is a relationship and all of it is also its own energetic body relationships and energetic bodies can always use healing. Yeah. And, and I think no matter what, no matter how healed you, you are, or your relationships are in any given moment, they're also being influenced by the world around them too. So they're always going to need future healing as well. And I, I think that that's why we were given Reiki. Like, I think that that's why Reiki exists for humans to use is to just sort of combat that environmental negativity that brings us back down to a lower vibration so that we can have a fighting chance. And, and so that's, that's what I love about Reiki. That's basically what you were saying about healing. And, and mm -hmm. I thought that that was so cool. 
-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And going back to harmony, there's a beautiful relationship that you can harmonize between your between your mind and your body. And when you learn to use the both in harmony as well with your spirit, I love that with Reiki too, how even just talking about limiting beliefs and what you, you know, have in regards to the relationship you have with money. And um, it's powerful to see how your mind, you have this mindset that you can shift with Reiki and healing. Then you also have the energy that gets stuck in your body. And I love the people who teach that because it's super power. It's a really super powerful perspective to have that you can't just heal in your mind. You also have to heal in your body. And then you also have to heal in your spirit, your soul. And Reiki does all of that and creating that harmonious relationship with between the three and, you know, especially the mind and the body, you can use your body as a tool. You can shift your life using your body, your physical body, you know, your breath can change your life that's free. That's a free tool. You can, I love that. Yeah. You can open yourself up to life by using the very thing that gives you life as a human. Mm -hmm. And you can really work with the emotions that get stuck in your body and you can use your body to not only trigger that brain in shifting your thoughts, but moving your body to release the energy allowing yourself to relax enough to for your regu- for your nervous system to regulate to move your body and raise your vibration through movement and dancing and laughter and smiling and you know listening to music and feeling aligned in that moment freeing your spirit by moving your body and allowing that energy to just illuminate off of you and align itself so that it's not weighing you down. It's lifting you up. Exactly. Yeah. And that also really hits on something that I think a lot of people are getting downloads and channeling about right now, which is this trend toward embodiment, like energetic embodiment in your business and embodiment of wealth and embodiment of service and embodiment of abundance. And that. I mean, it gets its name, right? Because your body is a huge key feature in that relationship. But it's also about your personality embodying it and your thoughts embodying it and your movements and your relationships and your speech and your environment. Every single day. Exactly. And, And that's not a new concept with manifestation, but I think that it's a really interesting concept with business and energetically matching exactly who and what you want your business to be, who and where you want your business to be helping people. Um, I think being able to tap into the energetics of our human form or human body in a healed, high vibe, kind of loving, kind way, I think is so, so, so important to move the healing and abundance of your business forward. Absolutely. And then, you know, as you're healing yourself on all these different levels, you know, yes, of course, it's going to shift your business. It's also going to shift the relationships that you have in your life. It's going to shift the different 
occurrences that happen in your day-to-day life. And something that I'm actively working on right now as well is eating better. You know, the food that I'm putting into my body has not always been the best because I feel like that has been a direct manifestation of all the trauma and emotional things that I've been through. And so I'm working on shifting that um, because food has vibration, food has energy. And if you're putting low vibrational foods in your body, it's, oh my gosh, it's going to be horrible for your body. And like, I've actually, I've gained 60 pounds in the last five years. And I say that this is a direct manifestation of those wounds that I have. And I'm working on loving them. I'm working on loving my body. I'm not, uh, I'm not shaming myself for the decisions that I've made because it was survival for me. And I want to be very careful about not producing that shame or guilt. Although of course, like I'm upset with myself for making certain decisions. Like last night I had Doritos (laughs) because I was having, um, a good time with my friend and we ate lunch, but then like it carried on into dinner time. And it was like, once I got back to my house, I didn't really have anything else, but okay. Poor decision. However, I'm not going to spend time shaming myself around that decision. I'm just going to choose to do better now moving forward today. Like I had a great day already with eating. Um, but I've noticed that it's really affecting my life that poor, those poor decisions to eat those low vibrational foods is shifting a lot of things in my life negatively. And I want to shift my life positively. I want my body to feel good. And then when my body feels good, my mind is going to feel good. And then when my mind feels good, I can make more positive decisions. I can think more positively. I can think differently, better. I can, you know, just feel better all around in my mind, body, spirit. And I want to put high vibrational foods in my body because I want to nurture my body and nourish myself, my mind, body, and soul in a way that's really showing myself that I love myself. And I no longer need this weight to be a protective barrier for me. I no longer need this weight to be a comfort to me or a nourish to me. I can do that in a high vibrational way with these high vibrational foods because I deserve it. And that was something that I was missing for so long because When I look at healing my relationship to food, I'm also looking at that foundation of these, the shadow work that I still need to do, the wounds that are deep inside of me that causes me to feel like I need to nourish myself with this, this, these comforting foods. And why do I need it so much? You know, so that it's an ongoing relationship with healing. Healing is ongoing, you know, Um, for as much healing work that I've done, I still have a lot more to go. Um, and it's like, it keeps coming back around because I haven't done the full healing work on it. You know, I got to dive deeper in this relationship that I have with food and this emotional part of myself that's craving this low vibrational food. That is so wild to me. Again, synchronicities (laughs) that this is something that you bring up today because this has been such, we have such an aligned path. I feel like you and me. Um, and especially in terms of food, wounds, yeah. um, body healing, you know, embodying our bodies, getting connected, getting grounded, all of that. And and something that I actually had an epiphany of for me recently about that relationship with food is related to 
the vibrational matching of you to your environment or you to situations. So like for me, I, I had this epiphany um, one time. I was actually in a coaching call with my own coach. And then I meditated after. And I got this incredible download about how if the energetics of the situation that I'm in are significantly different to what I'm vibrating at in that moment, my immediate instinct is to numb that feeling because it feels like anxiety. It feels like discomfort. It feels like I'm in the wrong place. And that goes, this was the wildest part, that goes for things that are far more negative than my current vibration. Like I'm not supposed to be here energy and things that are far higher than my current vibration. Like when I was taking lots and lots of um, discovery calls for my new package, which is the highest price point that I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to get really anxious about people saying yes for the craziest reasons, right? But really not that crazy because I wasn't yet an energetic match mm -hmm. for those yeses. Yeah. And what I realized was after I got off of the calls, I was shaking, I was uncomfortable, but, but so excited yeah. because people were giving me clues and cues that they were ready to invest in themselves with me. Yeah. And I, and I was feeling that connection and that bond and that, that, that love of themselves, love for the work, my love for myself, my love for my work. And, and it was just exploding my aura with that positive energy. And the, the first thing that I went and did after my first one of those was go and eat way too much Thai food yeah. and get two glasses of wine. I don't drink that much. I'm not like anti-drink, but, um, but I don't drink that much. That's a lot for me. Yeah. I definitely should mm -hmm. a lot. Like even I, I haven't been drinking a lot lately and then, um, I started, going out a little bit more and yesterday I had a couple of drinks and I was feeling so incredibly anxious and I was sitting there in that moment thinking like this doesn't feel good even though it feels good in the moment because you're having fun you're happy whatever you know what alcohol does and I I, I do love socially drinking with friends but I know something mm -hmm. about myself is that it's hard for me to stop and then I create that emotional I have an emotional reaction to it as well so it, it, mm -hmm. it really just it is difficult to sit with sometimes Totally. And I think, I think it's so interesting to me that, that I, I have the same numbing response when it's a good, a good situation, like an extremely surprisingly good situation that rocks me versus a really negative situation that's rocking me. Yeah. And, and what I realized was that we, we really don't prepare ourselves energetically for the good and the bad that we're going to experience and go through life. Mm -hmm. Um, and so something that I've been doing to sort of combat that lately is sitting in meditation and imagining what is going to come for me in the next couple of days. So like if I have a plan to meet with a potential client or if I have to go do something like go to the DMV, which honestly with my anxiety is like probably worst case scenario most days, <laughs> but like, you know, that kind of thing, like I'll sit and I will sit in the vibration of the situation. Mm -hmm. I'll let it come and pass through me a couple of times until it starts to feel less intense. Yeah. And, and in some ways I think that, is 
also going to benefit manifestations because you're going to start matching it before it even comes. And then I also want to put the caveat of when it is a negative vibration, I always put protection around me when I'm doing that. Like, I don't want to match this permanently. I just want to be prepared. It's a little bit of a different mindset. Just wanted to throw that out there. Isn't it fun being an empath? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know and I don't think people talk about that enough that you know empath protection empath preparation you know for me as a therapist I've always said that emotions are messengers and that feeling that you get in your body is telling you something so instead of trying to fix it immediately with a solution whether it be negative or positive because people have negative coping skills, which we call maladaptive behaviors, and then people have positive coping skills. And instead of immediately putting in a coping skill, which we're taught to do that, um, and that is the right thing to do essentially. However, it's important to also be mindful and practice mindfulness when those things come up, because if you're sitting with yourself in that moment, prior to immediately finding a solution or making yourself feel better, even if it's in a negative way or positive way, you're missing the message that that feeling or emotion is meant to give you. So for me, with anxiety, I've had crippling anxiety my entire life. And to the point where, you know, I'm 30 years old, and I still have to have like, acrylic nails on because if I don't I'll bite my nails all the way down and I've never been able to break that habit and because I'm just so much in my head and (laughs) weirdly enough I'm all air signs so I'm like wondering if something is connected there definitely is but how funny definitely is definitely is (laughs) (laughs) how funny um but you know as I started to really heal and connect with people who were really talking about empath protection and the symptoms that come from lack of protection when you are an empath, I really started to realize that, holy shit, sometimes my anxiety is absolutely telling me something, you know, my ego is like, okay, there's a threat here. Um, Even if it's obviously not a real threat, that's what the ego does is trying to protect you. And that's where this anxiety is coming from. But also I was receiving a lot of that discomfort in my body because I was picking up on other people's energy. I was picking up on their emotions. Once I really learned how to protect myself with which Reiki absolutely enhanced, which was freaking powerful. Um, I really started to feel a lot better, you know? So a lot of it was my internal struggles. And again, being really in my head and trying to feel a sense of control even when I couldn't control a situation it's like my my mind wanted to gain that sense of control because anxiety is when you feel like you don't have control kind of thing um but other part was other people's energy and emotion and it's a beautiful gift to have it really is you know empaths are some of the most amazing wonderful beautiful people in the world And it's also hard being an empath because you have to really work on yourself and know yourself so well so that you know what's yours and what's not. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I also just want to throw out there that I think that there are a few different kinds of empaths, right? Like there's like, I, I tend to be more of the person who will pick up on if other people are experiencing pain or like illness 
Um, and also if people are like in way in their heads and that's the kind of thing that I tend to, or like aura information. I, I'm so lucky and also unlucky because it's also a huge, beautiful gift mm -hmm. that I, I'm not the person who is in the room, who's going to pick up on everybody's emotions mm -hmm. that would destroy me. Like people who are emotional empaths are literally like so powerful and beautiful. And also my heart goes out to you. Like, I want to send you all of the Reiki protection because I know that that must be mm -hmm. such a dense energy to walk through all the time. Mm -hmm. Just even being able to pick up on thought patterns and pain and stuff is, is enough, but emotions. Wow. Like that literally rocks people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's incredibly difficult. Um, and I definitely feel like my path led me to here. Spirit led me here to be able to protect myself because being a therapist and also working with people who have gone through so much, you know, was triggering me a lot and I didn't even realize it. So, you know, I'm grateful for my higher self, spirit, God, for leading me to this very moment in time where I am surrounding myself with people who have taught me how to protect myself. I've also been certified in Reiki, you know, and I never would have imagined myself being here in this moment if I wasn't led here. So, you know, it was a really beautiful transition. And I think that this podcast is going to shed a lot of light for people who were in the position of myself and you prior to learning. So now they're learning, you know, it's a beautiful ripple effect. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. And I'm so, I'm so happy that we get to have a conversation that's going to have an impact on people that they can access. Very cool. Yeah. And so we just dove right into all this amazing. <laughs> we did. And I didn't really, I didn't get to hear more about your story. So I would love to hear more about how you got started in this work and actually even, you know, the work that you're doing. I would love to share that. So um, I come from the neuropsychology world. Mm -hmm. So I come from a very masculine approach to the human mind. Sorry, my cats are walking over boxes. <laughs> um, I So very, very, very masculine, very structured, very Western medicine, you know, brain mapping model. And I even more so come from the assessment and diagnosis and prescribing and all of that. Um, subcategory of neuropsychology as well. So not even the therapy part of it, right? So like, it's really interesting to me to look back on that journey. When I go back a little bit further to the anxious preteen who picked up her first tarot deck, mm -hmm. who was like trying to summon angels in her bedroom with candles and who is like printing out from her family's computer all of these, you know, ebooks about witchcraft and 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 then, you know, going into this place where okay, now I'm in the real world. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I'm in college. Okay, now what am I going to do with my life? What's how am I going to be who I want other people to see me as, mm -hmm. what do I want people to see me as? 
and how can I still take care of the part of myself that wants to work with people and wants to work with the psyche and wants to, you know, help people through what I'm here to help people through. And then a little while ago, I started getting really, really back into astrology back from when I was a teenager. I, it hit me again that I really needed to go and see someone who could read my chart and tell me what I tell me about myself, tell me about my past, tell me about, is there any way to solve some of the problems that I'm experiencing? I was so stressed out. I'm still in grad school, but I was going through my internship, working like 60 hours a week, getting paid like $11 an hour or less actually, because it was salaried. So Mm -hmm. it was actually a lot less, but really working so hard to prove that I was that I belonged in that world Mm -hmm. and feeling and gaining 60 pounds and like getting some medical conditions, not serious, but really unpleasant and uncomfortable and, you know, struggling with my relationship with my partner and being so far away from my family and, 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 and so I just wanted to do something fun for myself. So I I went to um, an astrologer and I, I had my chart read And it just sent me down this massive rabbit hole. And I realized that I still remembered everything that I had learned in high school. And not only that, but every time I kept diving deeper, it almost was more like I was remembering than I was learning for the first time every time. It's so funny that you say that because as Mm -hmm. you're sitting here talking spirit was like, she came home to herself. Like that's what they they told me. (laughs) That's so funny because... I, one of the, the things that I was really struggling with during that point in my life a little while ago was the feeling of never feeling home. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things that I would just wake up crying and not know why. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm not in my home because I'm here temporarily in Colorado. Little did I know I would be here for a lot longer because of the pandemic. But, <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm here temporarily in Colorado. I've never lived here before in my life. So, of course, I don't feel home. But that wasn't what the feeling was. It was totally, totally different, very soul level. Mm -hmm. So it's so funny that you mentioned that. So I I had a series of choices that kind of were put in front of me as I was learning about all of this information. And I consistently was able to get myself to make the scary choice. I quit my internship. They were going to keep me on for another year. Um, while I finished my dissertation, I decided, no, I'm not going to do that. I quit my part-time job. I decided I'm going to go full on into this business mm-hmm. because I, I really just want to help people not have to do what I did for so long. And then as I was really embodying who I wanted to be, I looked at my own chart again, because at this point I had only been reading for other people. I had a couple of people read for me and then I was mostly reading for other people. And I read my chart again and I, I saw this pattern of going from masculine research, science, things that you can prove, um, status quo to in my thirties, I'm now 32 to the Pisces energy of seer, of healer, of psychic, of beyond the veil. And it's, it's so interesting because this is a position, this is the North Node, South Node in astrology, 
where your south node placement is what you're evolving out of and your north node placement is what you're evolving into my south node being in virgo you know is the researcher it's the organizer it's you know everything concrete everything that you can quantify and then pisces my north node being like the reiki healer the psychic the in touch you know all of that stuff so Mm. a part of me as a kid knew that that was my path right like Mm. i was absorbing all of this esoteric witchy awesome stuff Mm. i knew it but i had to go through that 3d arc story arc to get to where i was now it's part of what i was destined to do it's part of what i signed up for And to be able to see that and kind of affirm to myself that even though I felt like I was off path, even though I recognized, oh, I'm not on path right now, in a way I was actually always in the right place, right? Like on path or off path, Mm -hmm. I was still doing exactly what I Mm -hmm. told myself I was supposed to do before I incarnated here, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I think that if anybody ever questions themselves or their life, having that perspective shift of, I was always meant to be here or I'm right where I'm meant to be, it always lines up. Yeah. And that's what I love so, so, so much about astrology is that I don't think I've ever left a reading that I've done for somebody. Oh my gosh, my cats. (laughs) Trying to knock over my paintings. That's so funny. (laughs) Oh, I don't think I've ever left a reading that I've done for somebody without them saying that they felt like they now had permission to do what they already wanted to do, right? Like, I've never had a reading with somebody who's like, what's my path? What's my, you know, what is my career um, sign say? Like, what? so 10th house, midheaven, all of that stuff. What does that say about what I'm supposed to do? I've never said, I've never had them say, oh, that that's interesting. That's what other people have told me to do, but I've always resisted it. Mm -hmm. It's the complete opposite. It's always, oh, I've always wanted to do that, but everybody's made me feel like I can't. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm supposed to do. That feels so freeing because we already know, like, I don't need to read your chart for you to know what your path is, but sometimes it's really, really nice to get that confirmation. Always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's when I love doing readings for that very reason as well, because like even yesterday, I did a seriously powerful reading. Like everything was like so on point and powerful. I was like, it almost like shocks you like, wow, like that information came through to me. And like this person's crying now because of yes, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, like, it's like so powerful. Um, A lot of, you know, I always say like, I'm never, spirit knows me. And I honor spirit and I'm never going to give you this yes or no, unless it's a hard yes or a hard no. Um, But if you're looking for like, should I leave this relationship? I always give the disclaimer that spirit gives me healing and loving messages. And that's what I ask for specifically. And they, instead of saying yes or no, it's very rare. It's like a hard yes or no. Um, If that is, then it's like, okay, yeah. Um, But more times than not, spirit will always be like, well, this is the healing message in this dynamic. You get to make that decision on your path. And it's almost like people are looking for that instant answer. And it's like I and spirit as a team like to 
invite them into trusting themselves. And that's what I love about spirit so much. And I don't ever want to be that medium that's like, you will get married in six months because to me, like, that's not what spirit gives me. Um, no, there's so much more free will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will absolutely show you, I mean, uh, tell you what I'm seeing and I'll never interpret it into a story of my own. You know, I will always allow that room for your own interpretation. Um, you know, and even yesterday I was, you know, giving her all of these things that spirit was giving me and even around her relationship. Um, and the message from, you know, I was describing her partner literally perfectly. I was describing his, his emotional, um, concerns and, and things like that. And she was like, yes, 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 yes. And spirit was really guiding her to make that choice of, is this the best thing for you? And then they left it at that. Um, and it was almost like, she was like, I needed that validation and confirmation from somebody else. And like, that's what I love with readings is that you get to take what you want from them. I mean, especially mediumship readings. I mean, the confirmation that spirit gives me for their loved one is just incredible. So that in itself is amazing to, um, you know, to provide that. But then when it comes to like the other messages that come through about their own personal life, it's just, it is amazing to get that um, confirmation, you know, that, but it's not something to depend on. Yeah. And I, there is such an overlap with what you're saying with mediumship readings and, and astrology readings, because it's, I, I think when I was first starting to learn about astrology, I kind of assumed that it was a predetermination kind of thing, right? Like you're, and some people do believe that. I don't personally believe that anymore. The more that I've learned about astrology, I believe that it's more like the, the script that your soul wrote for you to, so that you can accomplish what you wanted to accomplish before you incarnated here but that it doesn't mean you can't deviate from that script. You a thousand percent can. Mm -hmm. It's just that that script, if you follow it, if you choose to follow it, will create less resistance. So like if you're going off script, there's definitely a lesson there. Like you a hundred percent will come away from going off script with something tangible in the end. You might not have a great time or you might have an amazing time, and it might just delay your soul path, but it's, that's not the end of the world at all. Like we are here for so many lifetimes. What's five years of deviation. It's not that big of a deal. Right. But when, if you are looking for your soul purpose and you, you're feeling called to enact that, and you're feeling called to do that with as much ease as possible and as much support from the universe as possible, boom, that is where your astrological chart is going to come in so handy. Because if you follow the script, you're going to get there in two months versus if you were trying to like figure it out on your own for a couple of years, you might get there, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That spiritual guidance is unlike anything else. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's, it's so accessible and it's so available. And like in every possible way that our higher self and our guides could communicate with us without doing it for us they try exactly (laughs) they really try (laughs) yeah sometimes it's like screaming like hello 
<laughs> yeah, we we just get to decide if we want to listen or not. And that's completely up to us. And again, not the worst case scenario. If we don't, we totally get, get to do whatever we want to do. Mm-hmm. That's what we came here to do. We came here to experience free will. Yeah, I love that. So do you tie in your astrology in the business coaching that you do? And so I want you to describe also, you know, exactly what your business is, what it's yeah. called, what you offer. I would love to hear that. Yes. So I'm I'm just in love with the product that I have right now. I'm so, so, so in love with it. Um, it's called the Luminary Mentorship Program. Um, and what how astrology comes into this is in the first two weeks with my clients, we'll look at the chart and we'll dissect it and we'll figure out, okay, what was your plan coming here? And how do you want to take that plan? And what parts of it do you want to place on your business? Mm -hmm. So like if you want to do X for your business and Y is in your plan, then we'll figure out a way to combine them so that you get to really love what you're doing. You get to feel fulfilled and also it gets to be easy. Mm-hmm. And, and that alignment is probably the most powerful part of the whole system is just finding out exactly where we can create ease and flow based on astrology, which is why I also have that alignment as um, its own standalone product. So that's, that's a, a blueprint chart reading that I do. That's mm-hmm. my highest ticket, but it's very, very, very detailed and in-depth. Yeah. yeah, so we start with that. And then once we have a game plan, um, we will really break down all of the things that we need to do, all of the steps, do it really linearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I said that Virgo is my south node, but it's also my midheaven. So I'm very organized and very structured when I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that that really facilitates, you know, having that masculine structure really facilitates the ability for my clients to flow and embrace their feminine in what they're doing. Um, and so during the actual embodiment phase, that's where we do really deep healing. We do Reiki, we do um, very advanced manifestation techniques mm-hmm. and embodiment techniques using all kinds of healing, all kinds of restructuring, all kinds of embodiment and energy matching, mm-hmm. meditations, and all of that. Wow, sounds super powerful. It's it's very very intensive. So it's so one of the things that I know that I came here for, based off of meditations, readings, all of that kind of stuff is that I am kind of the like break everything down and rebuild really efficiently kind of person. So that's, that's the energy that I have created a program around is to say, how can we do this as quickly, as purely, as effectively as possible so that you can start on your path as quickly as you can. That's wonderful. I think so many people can benefit from that. So, um, you know, I'm definitely going to put your website and your Instagram in the show notes because I truly believe people can so take advantage of that. Awesome. Um, I still have a few spots available, so that would be great. Perfect. So we are actually going to wrap up this podcast with a beautiful meditation led by Fiona. And before we get started on that, where can everybody find you? 
Yeah, so the number one place that I am most present is Instagram. Um, so you can find my Instagram um, at underscore Fiona Victoria, F-I-O-N-A um, for Fiona. And the other place that all of my services can be accessed is Fiona-Victoria.com. That's my website. Beautiful. And I'll put that mm -hmm. in the show notes as well. So we are going to wrap up this uh, podcast with a beautiful meditation. And I want you guys to get comfortable where you can pause this podcast until you are available to relax and close your eyes and meditate. I believe that you can absolutely listen to this. However, I think to be fully present and engage in the visualization of this meditation will be super powerful for you. So this meditation is meant for you to dive deep into your healing, visualize, manifest, and really cultivate this creativity and alignment in your business or even just the work that you're doing. You know, you don't have to have a business to uh, benefit from this meditation. You can really benefit from it, even just like aligning with the right people in your life or the people who are going to help you on your path. Or, you know, even if you work for somebody else, creating that really safe and positive environment in that workspace for you. So I am going to pass it over to Fiona and you're welcome to start. Okay. Yeah. I, everything that Katie said is hundred percent exactly what this is for. And I, I recommend doing this meditation every day for a couple of weeks, if possible, especially if you are trying to connect with people who are for you for wh whatever that looks like. Um, this is going to alter the energy in the 5D to help connect you to people who you are meant to connect with. Um, and that's gonna be either soul path related or business path related, whichever one fits best with you. So that's what I recommend. Um, it's also great to do regardless of connecting to others to just get to know what you signed up for. Because um, it can it can lead to a lot of downloads over the rest of the day, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's that's who that's for. Um, so yeah, Beautiful. if you're listening, go ahead and get comfortable. Katie, if you want to do this with me too, um, go ahead. Definitely gonna do it. <laughs> All right, so I recommend finding a position that allows you to relax all of your joints. So if that's sitting, make sure that you have a supported back so that you can really let your shoulders go free in their sockets. And then go ahead and, and just check in anywhere in your body that you're holding tension, especially your hips, knees, ankles. Make sure your feet are on the floor if they can be, or just resting gently if you are laying down. And then when you're ready, take a deep breath for about six seconds. 
hold it at the top for about four and breathe out slowly over 10 seconds if you can or whatever is most comfortable for you. go ahead and do one more of those a little shorter four seconds in four seconds at the top six seconds out close your eyes if you haven't already or if you'd prefer to just soft focus them that's fine too and imagine that you're walking through a beautiful, lush, thick forest. You're on a path that winds through the trees and it's shady because the canopy above you is protecting you from the harsh sun. Feel the dirt path and the moss underneath your feet. Feel the breeze on your skin. Hear the birds chirping and the wind rustling the leaves. You can smell the lush, healthy vibrance of the forest the natural scents that are all around you. And as you walk forward with every step, I want you to imagine that your energy is acclimating and sharing and converging with the energy of the forest. Imagine that you are transitioning from just a tourist walking through to being one with the nature, an animal in your own right, belonging in this environment. Now I want you to notice how every step connects you to the earth beneath you, almost as if you're energetically releasing roots and the earth is releasing roots up to you as well. Allow this connection to take away any toxic or negative energy that is in your system. It wants to take it from you so that it can compost it and turn it into light and life to feed the forest and anybody else who enters it. Let it take anything that doesn't serve you. 
just up ahead, notice that there is a small circular clearing. The path widens and you see the ground covered in thick green moss and a beam of light shining down directly into the center of this clearing. This light is golden, glowing, glistening, and so inviting and welcoming. When you're ready, go ahead and walk into that clearing and step into the shining light. Allow this light to warm your skin and notice as it seems to permeate every single cell through your entire body and fill it with healing and love and light. Just beside you, you notice that there's a log something that looks absolutely perfect to sit on. Go ahead and take a seat, get comfortable. Feel the light still holding you gently. And now I want you to imagine what you'd like to connect to. If it's your business, if it's your life path, if it is your next creative endeavor, if it's your next position of employment, whatever feels like it's calling to you that you wanna to get to know better, access that energy right now. As you've decided what you wanna to connect to, visualize a little glowing orb manifesting in front of you. Let it glow and grow brighter in this shining light, almost like it's absorbing the light that's holding you. Let it grow and grow and become this magnificent orb of energy and you can either allow it to take the form of a silhouette of a person, or you can leave it as an orb, whatever feels better to you. But know that this is the energy, the soul of what you've called upon. This could be the soul of your business. This could be the soul of your life path. All of those endeavors and creations have a soul of their own, and you've allowed the soul of this to enter into this space with you. Go ahead and give it a gesture of your gratitude for it joining you, of your welcoming of it. That could be that you hold it in your hands or you give it a hug or a handshake or a smile or a wave. Allow it to occupy this space with you and ask it to impart upon you any 
any wisdom that it might have for you or messages and allow it to do so while you take a couple of deep breaths. If it doesn't, that's okay. You can ask for it to give you some later. Now I want you to imagine a handful, maybe five, maybe 10 glowing orbs around it, connected to it with an energetic string. These are people in the 3D who you signed up to enter into contracts with, to enter into business with, they're your clients, they're your soul family. Allow the connection to be made between you and every single one of them. Grow an energetic cord from your system to connect with them. And then as a thank you, just send them some energy, a knowingness that you will meet them soon, an openness for them to enter your life in the 3D. And when you're ready, you can start to shift back into your body you can start to open your eyes, wiggle your fingers, and get back into reality.